Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Peter Reed. Peter, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career today. Sure, thanks, Ben. Uh, well, I, I always sort of start off uh, sort of saying that I'm, I'm sort of a management consultant by trade. Uh, I spent sort of uh, four or five years at uh, McKinsey in London, and prior to that, I uh, joined a kind of startup uh, consultancy in London, um, and then did an MBA in, in between the two in Singapore and in uh, France at INSEAD. Uh, but I guess increasingly, I've now been with MSQ uh, going on for 15 years, CEO will be 12 years this year. So I, I suppose I'm also becoming a bit of a more of a Marcom's industry veteran at the same time. That's awesome. That's awesome. And tell me a little bit about MSQ and, and the journey. Sure. So uh, we took the business private in the end of 2011. Um, and so really, that was we, we saw some great agencies within a large public company. And just kind of saw the opportunity to kind of move into private ownership and then kind of build a group that was really fashioned around the, what we saw as the future of marketing and then subsequently of technology. Uh, and as you say, we, we now have the kind of actually there's a 10 individual agency capabilities uh, that really address both the kind of classic marketing or CMO agenda, but also increasingly sort of MarTech and pure tech. Uh, driven capabilities as well. So we're kind of increasingly bringing, trying to bring together the CTO and CMO agenda. That's excellent. And, uh, you know, always as someone who's a, an old uh, marketer myself, uh, I'm heartened by the fact that it seems to be a very, very hot area right now. Uh, you know, I think that if we looked back a couple of years in the early days of uh, the pandemic, we might have been a little bit nervous. But tell me about what's happening right now. Sure. I, I think it's um, both, you know, it's a really interesting time from a kind of client and agency point of view, but I think reflecting what you say that there's actually, uh, people really see the value in the industry, whether that's an investor or, or client. And so I, I think it's been more interest in the sector over the last two, three years than perhaps there has been for the 15 years before. Um, and I think it's also a fascinating time to be in the business uh, because there has been, on the one hand, things stay the same. I think still think creativity and traditional marketing strategy is really important. Uh, but actually, with the shift to digital and data-driven comms, I think the landscape is changing more than it ever probably has done since uh, since kind of um, you know media and creative were initially uh, kind of uncoupled um, uh, a number of years ago. Uh, I think you know particularly you've, you've seen consultancies kind of coming in and playing more in some areas, particularly the digital transformation end. Uh, but then I think you know like MSQ, I think for me the really interesting bit is this more sort of data and tech uh, enabled model. Um, that is, I think, slightly reshaping the industry, certainly on a kind of in from our point of view in the UK, but I think increasingly internationally. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we've seen some of the big consultancies like Accenture, obviously, move move into the marketing space. I think uh, initially a little bit more in the media side and then more and more into the creative side, trying to kind of bundle it all together. 
And uh, you have new models, obviously, like S4, like what Sorel's doing. And he seems to be following you guys in a way, which is really more focused on that kind of bridge between the technology and the marketing space. And we see a lot of, um, I would say the interesting thing I'm, I'm noticing, and just be curious to get your take on it, is maybe that pullback that we saw a couple of years ago seems to be opening up again. And we're seeing companies really, really uh, grow. So it seems to be a good time. Tell me more about if there's excitement in the marketplace or what's your feel? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's it's always an industry where you've got to be on your game and you've got to you know perform well with pitches and et cetera. But I mean, we've grown organically 30% this year on, on the back of a, a pretty good year um, kind of through the COVID year. Uh, and actually, you know, we're not, we, that may be better than, than some of the bigger companies, but even most of the holding companies have kind of got back to growth. Uh, so I, th I think it's, you know, the, the basic tenants of the industry, I think are in, in really good shape. And I think what you're seeing with clients is fundamentally they're getting even more on a kind of growth agenda and that they're recognizing that they not only need to drive sales, but actually need to invest in brands again. Uh, and that's driven a lot of that uh, as well. And, and I think for us personally, you know, with it, we, we've sort of developed a, a model whereby we can deliver internationally, but without having sort of people on the ground everywhere. Uh, and I think pushing that into a sort of personalized content and almost bringing the creativity back into sort of data driven marketing, uh, I think is a hugely interesting kind of growth area. And uh, I think it's hard, but if you get it right, I think there's great opportunities for, for brands and there's there, hence great opportunities for agencies as well. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I think probably would be remiss to to not talk a little bit about the last couple of years. You know, it's been a it's been a tumultuous moment for a lot of groups, and there have been some big trends that have kind of shaped the industry coming out of that. Most notably, things like you know the, the great battle for talent, or how to rethink about how we how you you attract talent. And I'd just be curious to hear how you guys are looking at that space. Yeah, so we, we've, for a, really since we took the business private, uh, we've always had this uh, employee shareholder model whereby uh, the top 100 people in the group are shareholders in the group. And, you know, that's been fundamental to our collaborative model, but it's also been fundamental to our attraction of talents. So, you know, over the, I'd say over the medium term, without being complacent about it, we you know, we found that that combination of that, of that sort of share structure, but also this ability to kind of, you know, work in a medium size agile environment has been really attractive to kind of particularly kind of senior talent. Um, but I think we are going to face more challenges and we are facing more challenges kind of, you know, both, particularly in the 12 months ahead. Um, and I think for it's, it's no great surprise, but in the digital transformation space and the tech space, um, it is really hard to kind of keep up with demand. I mean, the great yeah. thing is you've, you've got kind of growth rates we're seeing of 30, 40, 50, 60 percent. Um, but then the, the thing that's holding you back, taking advantage of those is getting the right talent and the, the right mix of talent and then kind of, you know, keeping them and keeping them motivated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a really interesting moment. And certainly a lot of companies are in desperate need for what MSQ is is offering. Tell me a little bit, though, as you look forward, Peter, I mean, here we are at the beginning of 2022. It's a big year. It seems like we're living in the future. Tell me what the year holds for you guys. So, I mean, for us, it's, um, you know, we, we really think this is the year to start kind of realizing our international ambitions. And so the model we have where we have the individual capabilities and then we have the MSQ multidisciplinary model that sits on top of that is working really well in the UK. 
Um, but last year we made some initial moves into the US, kind of launched the MSQ offer. Um, we've sort of similarly uh, made done similar things in Asia, but they're really becoming the focus of, of our attention, particularly my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've had some couple of really nice wins in, in sort of global wins out of the US at the end of last year. Um, but I think, you know, really the opportunity for us is to knit that together internationally. Uh, and I think if we do that, it just kind of unlocks uh, another sort of level of client opportunities, the opportunity to really kind of drive that consistent work uh, at a, at a, at a, on an international basis. And, you know, I think that's really exciting. And, uh, you know, coming back to your point on sorrow and things like that, I don't think really anyone has completely cracked that and is yeah. really able to kind of offer the agile and kind of creative led model, but still kind of data and tech enabled alongside it. And, yeah. you know, we, 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 I'm sure we've got work to do as well, but we feel like there's a, there's a great opportunity to kind of seize that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that it's, it's always a balance. You know, I think someone like a Sorel will be thinking about it really from where, where the margins are. So he's, he's assessing kind of it from a banker's perspective and, yeah. and that, that you can see that in the acquisitions that he's done. But uh, no, I- the, the model that you're highlighting, I think is quite interesting, which is placing creative back into that performance yeah. lens and building that out is something key. And I think, you know, when you're talking to a, an old marketer here and a lot of the new business models in the marketing space, whether it have been, you know, media independence, um, really kind of companies like BBH over the years, companies that really kind of challenged the model naked, if you remember naked, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone, they're all, they all co- seem to come out of the UK. So there you go. So, <laughs> so maybe MSQs will add themselves to that list and, and take the industry to the next level. Um, it's it's a really interesting time, and I think obviously what you guys are delivering is fascinating. If someone wanted to learn more about what MSQ is working on, where can they find you? So uh, if you start with the, the website, uh, msqpartners.com is, uh, clearly gives you a great view. Uh, and then if you're kind of jumping off from there via the website, we've got kind of joined up thinking, uh, which is our kind of content platform that sits alongside. Uh, and then you can also kind of the, the sort of the individual agencies all have their own uh, websites as well. So uh, hopefully kind of lots of lots of opportunities to find out more. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us on Uncage today. We've been speaking with Peter Reed. He's the founder and chief executive officer at MSQ Partners. MSQ has been around for, you know, I guess uh, about 12 years plus at this stage, right? Uh, and, and has really grown to be uh, a large agency group with plans to expand internationally over 850 people, uh, delivering a full range of uh, creative all the way through to technology solutions. Um, really excited to see where the team goes this year, Peter. And thank you so much for being on case today. Thank you very much. Cheers.